Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Olivia. And I'm Casey. And we are in the middle of a series, and by middle I mean the second episode of Spiritual Gifts. So in the last episode, we talked about spiritual gifts, and mostly we talked about like you have to learn them. You can't just like and saxophones and saxophone. You can't just walk up to the saxophone and instantly play it. You have to keep sitting down and learning it. The same is true of spiritual gifts. Um, and today we're going to talk about the gift of prophecy, which there's a lot to say. In my book on spiritual gifts, part two is just about prophecy. So I'm going to go over here while Jamin continues to speak about prophecy, and I'll be back in 10 minutes. Uh, I'm kidding. Give me half an hour. Oh, sorry. Half no, an I'm hour. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, they can see on YouTube how long this is, so right. maybe I'm not. I don't know. Uh, I'll just, I'm going to try to do the condensed version, and I could put both of these books, the extended version and the condensed version, up on our Discord channel, Olivia. Join us on the Discord so we can continue our conversation. Links right down there in the info on this video. Uh, I can put the PDFs up if that's helpful to you at all. Likewise, audiobook code so you can go download it off Audible if you want. Um, not sponsored by Audible. Not sponsored by Audible, no. We wish we would, though, so if you're listening. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, prophecy, there's a lot to say because it's, it's a confusing gift, right? So when we think of prophecy, and we talked about this in the last episode, we usually think of, well... Don't let me say. What do you guys usually think of when you think of prophecy? Hellfire coming down to destroy the world! So first off, you think end times and you think the future. Anything else? So I mean, do you want me to give the answer you're about to give? Or? You can if you want, unless you guys have wrong answers. For I have another wrong answer. <laughs> Go ahead. Ancient Chinese prophecy. Uh, the Mayan calendar of 2012. That movie was horrible. It was. It was pretty bad. So was the prophecy, obviously. Right, because we're still around. It's 2020. Also, it wasn't Which a could prophecy. be the new one. It wasn't a prophecy. They just uh. they made the calendar as far out as they could go, and then they stopped. That's not a prophecy. That's not the end of the world. Come on, guys. Anyways. Wait, that's just the end of the end of the page? That's, yes. <laughs> Essentially, they didn't go any further than 2012, and everyone's like, it's the end of the world. Okay. Um... They didn't go any further because there was no further to go. That's exactly what it was interpreted as. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, I, I was there. All right. Yeah, I was I alive in 2012. Wow. Are you sure? <laughs> well, the, so we usually think future, but Olivia was going to say... Um... I forgot. We distracted enough. Yeah, it's, you did distract me. It's often it? more about the present. So, um, have you guys ever had a specific word spoken over you before that either came to be or was significant at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to share it or is it too personal? Which is a good point on prophecy. Sometimes these are just for you and you should keep it to yourself. There's been too many times where I've blabbed something that I shouldn't have. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the prophecy itself was... Um, well, okay, I wouldn't say it was a prophecy. I would say it was more a specific... What was the other one you just said? Was it an encouraging comment that someone shouldn't have known? or It was... Looking into the present? Yeah, it was looking into the present. So that's still prophecy. Um, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever, shut up. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm not going to talk about 
than the prophecy itself, but the situation was funny because it was at church and I went up for prayer and the person who prayed over me, I didn't want to tell them anything and they totally prayed the wrong thing. And it was, I just kind of was like, uh, they asked if that was a good prayer and I was like, no. <laughs> and so I tried a Ooh. second time and I was like, Ouch. I want to go sit back down now. But like a day or two later, um, they sent me a message, which was like, okay, so I got it wrong in the moment, but I had a dream and this is what's happening and this is what you need to do to fix it. And I was like, oh crap, you right. <laughs> Wow. All so, right. <laughs> Recovery. So there was a little bit of future in that, in the sense that, like, here's what needs to be done for the future to be corrected. But it was more about the present, right? Here's what you need to do right now. Um, and, yeah, I mean, so you see that person, too. In the last episode, we talked about how it takes time to learn. So you don't want to take God's name in vain by just, thus saith the Lord, but as you're learning as a, you know, beginner prof, learning to prophesy beginner style, it's like, hey, I... I don't know if this is God or not. I'm just going to pray. And if it is, take it. If it's not, don't. Because that's what the Bible says. New Testament's very big on test every word you're given and don't take it point blank. If any prophet comes on you like, no, this is the word of the Lord and you have to listen. They're going against the Bible, which tells us to test everything and not just take it at face value. Um, first off, are they hearing from God? Are they hearing from themselves? Or are they hearing from a different spirit? <laughs> so that's all the more reason to test because you don't want that different right. spirit to mess you all up. Yeah. And so they were learning, right? They prayed for you one time and then they stop. It's like, is that anything? And you're like, no. <laughs> so, so they pray a second time. They're like, is that anything? And Again, you're like, nope. <laughs> but then they're out of options. They go home and, and the Holy Spirit without, this is what I love about dreams. It's kind of like God like saying like, you don't have to put any effort in. <laughs> I'll take care of this one. <laughs> and so God meets in the dream, gets something, and that was legitimate that time, right? Yes. Yeah. So they didn't misuse God's name because they were learning. And then when they finally did get something, it was very beneficial to you. Yeah. But you have anything like that? Nothing like that. Most of mine are more of a, what I want to call deja vu moments where like I will dream something and then typically anywhere from, you know, six months later to five years later, I'll be like, oh yeah, I dreamed this. This is happening that I was told about, you know, forever ago, it's this. Interesting. I've discovered that all of my deja vu moments are me remembering a dream I had that has no connection to that moment. It's just almost as though the initiation of remembering a dream out of nowhere creates a sense of deja vu. One day I'll write a scholarly scientific paper on my theory here, but... Uh... And then he'll go through and write a smaller paper... <laughs> with pictures and with giant nothing monsters. nothing to do with science, all spiritual related, but on the same topic. <laughs> Well, you know, I like to write. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so there's, there's different moments, I think, for mine. Like, I was always afraid 
for people who practice the prophecy, I was always afraid to go up because I'm like, I don't want them to tell me everything I've ever done. Uh, but that's not usually how it works. You know, when I was in a one church, some old lady came up and she's like, you need to learn to cry again. And I was like, uh, how do you know I don't know how to cry? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and why does God care about that? I've got the laundry list of things he cares about. That's not on here, you know. <laughs> and then a few, like, month or two later, another old lady's praying for me. She's like, you need to learn to cry again. I was like, what? Are you old ladies talking to each other? You know, trying it's to an old out. lady conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had those moments. I woke up with, and I find that those who have learned how to prophesy well, just like to listen to the Holy Spirit while you're praying, they a lot of times like they don't they don't even register sometimes when they're praying that they're doing it you know you're just like giving space for god to speak and sometimes he does and the thoughts feel so much like they're going through your brain you don't notice that it's the holy spirit talking so i, I look at it like this paul says it this way um we have our spirit inside of us and we have god's spirit inside of us because we're the temple of the holy spirit and so in the same way that you search your own thoughts for the depths of your heart so we have the ability to search the depths of god's thoughts in his heart so when i look at the way that paul phrases it like that i'm like you know god's voice should sound a whole lot like my own thoughts, right? So if, if searching the depths of my heart from Paul's perspective is me thinking, <laughs> then searching the depths of God's heart would be like me thinking. And so part of what I'm doing is creating a playground for God's thoughts and my thoughts to intertwine, which uh, that sounds weird, but don't you do that all the time? Or don't you walk around sometimes praying and you're trying to listen as to what God would say or you're hoping that he's going to speak into it or a comforting thought comes to you and you're like, this isn't my thought. That's just a really nice thing that God would say type thing. So wait, if you're building a playground in your mind, who lasts the longest on the merry-go-round? you like to address this? Me. I have a grip of steel. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. Uh, but Olivia had raised eyebrows. Was was I sounding too weird or ethereal or not correct? No, I think my eyebrows were over... Over a him. Okay. <laughs> so, Makes sense. Well, it's just like the way Paul phrases it and, and the way that I hear it is like... Your spirit's in you, you hear your spirit's thoughts. God's spirit is in you, you hear God's thoughts. And so part of what you need to do with the gift of prophecy is create the space to start discerning what is your thoughts, what is God's thoughts. And that's hard because thoughts sound like thoughts. But that's part of what you work on in the training in the training progress, you know? The person who was praying for you wasn't like waiting to open his eyes and see angels all around the room. He's just being quiet, creating space, listening to thoughts, discerning, is this something I should pray? Is this me? Yeah, what is this, you know? So wait, that's an option to open your eyes and have angels fill the room? I would, it's in the Bible. I would love for it to happen. It has not happened to me. <laughs> it's happened to you, comment below. I mean, I've met people who have seen things, but yeah, it, it hasn't happened to me yet. That's kind of my lifelong dream, though, is that one day I'll see things. <laughs> 
dead people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, I went into all of this because a friend was praying for me. I woke up one morning. I was like, I got to get my spiritual life together. Come on, Jamin. So spiritual montage right here of Jamin psyching himself up. First thing he does is create a, a, a list of things he's going to do. I'm going to read my Bible this long every day. I'm going to pray this long every day. I'm going to, I'm going to read a book outside of the Bible to study it for this amount of time every day. One chapter of this, and, and, and I'm going to leave this much time. And so I make this whole, you know, checklist. List, checklist. And then my friend who, my mentor, who always seems to hear from God, he's praying for me. He's just like, God, and later that night, God, would, would you even not be a checklist to you? <laughs> Or, sorry, the other way around. Would, would you not be a checklist to Jamin? I'm like, what the, you know? <laughs> but I just did that today. So, like, in that moment, that was like a clear statement. He has just prophesied over me, spoken into the present. Not even about the future, just right into the present. Which is often, again, what prophecy is. And I'm like, and after I'm like, like, did you, like, sense something? Or no, like, the words you use is like, oh. Well, it's good that God's speaking to you. (laughs) No, he's speaking to you. He's speaking to me through you. (laughs) So, like, that person has just developed such a space, though, for his spirit and God's spirit on the playground of the mind. (laughs) Like, they're used to just listening, right? So so they're on the swing set? Yeah. And God's pushing the person on the swing set? No. (laughs) You said playground. Fine. We'll go with his analogy. Yes. But they're creating space for just his spirit, God's spirit to me. He doesn't maybe even notice he does it so easily. He's just listening to the thoughts that come to mind as he prays. I didn't tell him about this. He knew nothing about that. And that's the first thing that, like, comes out. That's a prophetic gifting but a practice prophetic gifting to the point like he can't even discern. <laughs> Not that he probably couldn't tell, but like he's just praying in movements of what comes to mind. Uh, that's often, I think, and I think maybe we've talked about this before, that's often how church goes is we're just following a flow. As far as 1208 services go, we don't use planning center. We don't have a long, like, two minutes to this, four minutes to this. <laughs> the songs that we hop into out of nowhere are not set up ahead of time. We're just, we've got an hour. Let's just go with the flow. <laughs> and sometimes those are just our own thoughts. It's a, eh, let's go to this song. Let's do this. Let's do this. And sometimes that works out. But other times we get to the end of the service, like, do you realize how everything connected? Like <laughs> that person came up and gave a word that had so much to do with this thing that happened over here and none of that was planned. Like that's just, that's kind of the prophetic at work. It's the Holy Spirit melding everybody together into to one space to, to meet with them. Here we are. We're supposed to do this again. Is this this year? It's the melding. No, that was Halloween week. We yeah. need to come up with a new one. <laughs> After Halloween, you do it this way because we're on the other side of the calendar equator. Uh, Anyways, prophecy, those are some general statements on it. There's plenty more to say. I mean, it is a learning curve. I think Daniel is a great example of the learning curve. And this gets into weird territory. But when Israel went into exile, which is like towards the end of the Old Testament and then the in between the testaments, right? The Old Testament, New Testament. There's this section in the middle where they are spending all their life in exile. 
when you are sent to another nation, your culture changes. The things that are forced upon you changes, right? King Nebuchadnezzar wants you to worship his gods, and Israel's like, no, we don't do that. That's not our thing. But So the bunny? The bunny. How do we keep coming back to this particular VeggieTales episode? Because it's the you, best one. You said Nebuchadnezzar. Come on. Listen, I refrained from making the angry eyebrows reference earlier. <laughs> so... Well, anyways, Daniel's life, as well as everyone else's life, is changing. And they're trying to figure out, you know, like, what's acceptable and what's not in this new world that they are now forced into someone else's culture. One of the things that happens to Daniel, Daniel was just some pretty guy, okay? Like, he looked good. Like, that was essentially him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Benny are all, are all uh, good-looking guys, from Israel, because Nebuchadnezzar is like, I want you to go grab some attractive people, bring them in, submit them to our magicians and whatnot, and have them study under them. And so, like, Daniel's forced into this moment where he now needs to be like, I'm not going to, like, follow your false gods and all these things. But he's also in this moment where he's studying things that we would never <laughs> study, right? And he comes out of that being a prophet of God. Like, he's taken the spiritual techniques that I guess you could say he's learned from counterfeit sources, and he's turned it all towards the Holy Spirit. So as he's coming out of these So moments, he's redeemed those. He's redeemed it. And so he ends up being like... God's guy in in Babylon like Nebuchadnezzar the only time he really gets valid words is from the Israelites that he forced to learn the spiritual ways of his 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 magicians and whatnot so like one day Nebuchadnezzar has a dream and he's so terrified by it he's like I'm I'm not even going to tell my guys the dream like guys So Nebuchadnezzar is so troubled by this dream because he knows it's come from a divine source. He's like, I'm not even going to tell my guys what the dream is. And so the magicians come forward like, all right, we're here to interpret. He's like, no. <laughs> what do you mean? No, we can't interpret it if we don't know. He's like, I am so sure this is a dream from above. You will tell me what I dreamed. So I know you're not making up the interpretation. <laughs> oh. Right? And so these, these magicians are like, <clears throat> we are... Uh, <laughs> We can't do that. <laughs> so, so anyways, he's like, okay, well, you're going to figure it out. Because if you don't, I'm going to kill all of you. And so, like, essentially, that's that's what's on the table. You figure out how to give me the right prophetic interpretation by knowing the dream I dreamt without me telling you. Or you're all going to die. Anyways, Daniel seems off somewhere. And they find Daniel. And he has the dream that has come from above. And so he comes, he's like, okay, I, I had your dream. <laughs> okay, tell it to me. He tells him, he's like, yeah, that's the dream. And then he's like, all right, now here's the interpretation of the dream. And it's a really complex dream to the point, like, it's very hard to understand even, even today. Um, but a lot of it's about historical movements, and we can kind of track it and all that. Um, 
But Daniel shows himself in that moment to be the real prophet. And this happens over and over again. So I think of this with like, uh, there's a documentary called Furious Love. It's a very good documentary, especially on things like spiritual gifts. So if you want to learn more, there's five documentaries in the series now, maybe six. Is that Francis Chan? No, uh, that would be crazy love is Francis Chan. This is Darren Wilson. Starts with Finger of God, Furious Love, Father of Lights. And then it goes on from there. Yeah, I think I've only seen those first three. Uh, well, they're all very good and, and powerful and very eye-opening if you're not used to spiritual gifts. But at the end of Furious Love, they go to a New Age conference. And they're praying with this guy to receive Jesus, a New Age guy who's like... Uh, he's like, yeah, I like what you're saying. So they're praying with him. And he's got his eyes closed and his hands open. And he knows like nothing about Jesus. And they're like, are you ready to give your life to him? He's like, I just did. It's a guy on a white horse with the sword on his side. Something like that. You know, it's like we instantly were like revelation, right? That's the picture of Jesus in revelation. How did he do that? How in that moment does he go from not being a Christian at all to suddenly knowing <laughs> Jesus in a way that we haven't had that vision maybe of so clearly of, of Jesus on a white horse that we'd say that out loud and the people on the other side would be like, oh yeah, that's him. <laughs> you know? How? I would suggest to you, he's already learned about spiritual practices. He knows how visions work. And in that moment, rather than give visions to false entities and demons and false gods, he's given his life to Christ, subjected visions to Christ, and immediately sees Jesus in a way that he doesn't even know how biblical that was, right? So like these are these are powerful moments. And I think that's what Daniel does, is essentially he's learned something that that he wouldn't have learned otherwise, but he's subjected it, as Casey said, to Jesus, and that's caused him to become a learner of of spiritual gifts in that moment. And there can be demonic spiritual gifts, which is all the more reason that we need to like pay attention, plug into Jesus and Test every word that there comes is our a way. Dark Test side. That. Well, I mean, spirits are spirits, right? We have the Holy Spirit, who's a good spirit, who is the only spirit Christians commune with. And then there's all these other ones, and they talk, and they babble, and they say all kinds of things, and teach their wisdom, and and all that stuff. So as Christians, it's a very real war zone, and there is probably, I would say, some overlapping as to how you listen. And it's all the more important that you're learning to listen to God. You know, like we often think like, have you ever had a moment where you're like, oh, Satan just planted that thought in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that, that is you discerning. This isn't me. I wouldn't think that that's Satan trying to bring me down. Right. So that's you discerning. This is not of God. This is not of me. I need to reject this thought or I'll empower it. Uh, and that's practicing a spiritual moment right there, you know, and not to say that's Satan himself, but it's of the dark, dark spiritual side, right? <laughs> so, yeah, when we learn to prophesy, we're learning to open ourselves up to to God, but we're also needing to exercise caution lest we open ourselves up to, to other things. So 
Um, we need to practice what Daniel did, finds himself in another culture, but takes that culture and turns it towards God, redeems it. Uh, do you guys have just any general questions on prophecy or any confusion on what I've been saying? That, like I said, there's so much more we could say. We're going to talk next about dreams and visions, which is a form of the prophetic in which God speaks. Um, but before we get to that, anything on today that needs to be covered? Um, don't. No, go ahead. I was saying I'm good. No. Don't join the dark side. They don't have cookies. <laughs> Again, this isn't Nerd Church, but you can join that on Mondays and check out the 1208-Bit Nerd Church podcast, which is a part of the Jackson Cloud Network. We'll link it right here. Dang it, Olivia. Stop making me edit things. And now we prophesy over you. You will go to our Discord page and... No, I'm just kidding. That's not really how it's supposed to work. That's the exact opposite of what we've been teaching. <laughs> Pretty much. But seriously, join us on the Discord. We can continue the conversation. We can talk about each other's stories with this. And it'd be really great to have you there. And be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below.